What I love about it is like you open the book, you see the blurb, you're like, okay, it's about this man leader. And the female character, the women, older, younger, the complexities out, it blows my mind. It, I just can't wait for it to be translated in many languages. It is a masterpiece. Wow. Uh, I really love that piece. And, 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 and I like that it's, it's also showing that in our own history, mm. uh, in, our, in our country's key moments, you know, those women who were there, when they are recognized, which is not very often, it's about what they did, but not what they experienced. And I think that book really did that for me. I really loved it. That sounds amazing. It's a great book. You need to learn some French, people. Who told and you then, we don't learn French? We learn French. Okay, I'll give you the book. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can talk. Welcome to this fourth episode of the House of African Feminism's podcast, Feminist Practices and Knowledge. My name is Françoise Moudoute. Today I'm talking with Nana Dakoa Sechiyama, and we are talking about feminist African literature. You want to tell me a bit more, or tell everybody else, because I do know who you are, Nana. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself, please. Hey! Francois, it's always good to be chatting to you. Like you're yes. one of my favorite people to be in conversation oh, with. Thank you. And I am super excited that we get to talk about like my favorite subject, books and writing and feminism, everything all combined. Um, so who am I? I am many things. I am a writer. I think yes. it's the identity that I am feeling most excited about and also like trying to step more into and like be like, yes, I deserve this title. I love that you're, you're starting with this. Yes, I'm a writer. I am the author of The Sex Lives of African Women. And if you haven't bought it, I'm sorry to be plugging it too early, but go out and buy it. Now, <laughs> hit pause, go buy it, come back. I'm also a feminist activist. I'm a friend to many. I'm a sister. I'm a mother to a little girl um, who's a year, nine months. And I'm a daughter. What else am I? I'm a sex blogger. I'm still a sexual being as well. Um, yeah. yeah, that's who I am. Who are you, Francoise? So, yes, I'm Francoise Moudoute. I am um, an African feminist first. Um, and uh, I say this always because uh, it really centers like what I do professionally. So I'm, uh, I am the CEO of the African Women's Development Fund, AWDF. A super, super, super important organization. Yes, it's an organization I joined uh, about a year ago, and I'm really excited about uh, its mission, which is really to um, support uh, financially and otherwise African feminist movements. So I really, really feel very privileged to be in this position. I am the founder of uh, a platform called Eyala, which is a bilingual pat- platform that... Um, I would say opens a space for African feminists to talk not just about their expertise, but also their lived experiences. And so that's a, that's a, a platform I'm really excited about as well, and that we are relaunching and making more collective from, from early gen- January 2022. Exciting! And yeah, and that's it. I'm, a, I'm Cameroonian uh, by roots. Uh, I'm uh, Pan-African by heart. Mm, I, I am also a mother... <laughs> I'm also an introvert, very key <laughs> to uh, my identity, <laughs> and I am a sister. Sister is very important to me. 
Yes. And yes. I'm your friend. You are my friend. Yes. And, I mean, I, you've been I, a true I, sister to me. I feel like, okay, this episode is not about our friendship, but I want to tell folks how we met, right? Um, because I think it really illustrates how you're a sister. There was a time where I tweeted about traveling to Morocco and then you sent me a DM, you know, and we had never met before. I don't even think we had been chatting on Twitter. Not really, yeah. And I had like like an overnight stay in um, Casablanca and you came to the airport, picked me up, took me out for a meal. That's the kind of African sister you are. So It is. <laughs> so next time I travel and I tweet somebody, I know, right? Take me for food. <laughs> you need that. You need to be like, you need. You always need the African feminist who's going to come and meet you and make sure you're okay in a strange place. And there's always on. There's always one. That's there's true. always someone to That's do that true. for That's us. That's the best thing about being an African feminist. All right. So we are to speak about African feminist literature, mm-hmm. which is one of our favorite subjects. Yes. Uh, but that we don't speak often together. That's true. I, yeah. I, this, I don't think you and know, I have had this conversation before, so I'm excited to yeah, get into it. Yeah, I'm really it. excited uh, that we're doing this now. So, um, how did you get into reading feminist African literature? It's a great question. So, in general, I got into feminism, like, formally, in terms of sort of, like, understanding and getting to grips with the concept and the theory and the philosophy of feminism when I was around 19 years old. And I was studying communications and cultural studies, right? At the time, I had just moved to the to the UK. So I was just like a young Ghanaian girl in the UK for the first time, trying to like understand my place in the world. And as part of my course, we had all of these books on feminist theory. Mm-hmm. And so I read people like Bell Hooks and, you know, Michelle Wallace and Patricia Hill Collins, all African-American writers. And of course, then I started to think, okay, like who are the African feminists writing about feminism? And I found it in fiction, Mm-hmm. I found it in the works of people like Amata Yudu, mm. you know. Um, and actually, I found it in the works of Buki Imicheta. But years later, I was really shocked when I had an interview where she said she she didn't identify as a feminist. Because for me, her Isn't work... is heartbreaking every it's single so, time? so, so heartbreaking. Her work was and is feminist, yeah. right? Yeah. But that is not how she identified. So I think that's also an interesting conversation. The kind of work that we read and identify as feminist because they sort of challenge how women have been portrayed or the show like the ways in which society discriminates against women. For me, that's what African feminist literature is, right? It's literature that, it does many things, right? It showcases the fullness and complexities of women. Mm -hmm. I think it also um, questions power systems and structures. And it, it sometimes also shows us there are better ways of being, better ways of living in the world, more just ways of treating women, girls, people of all genders, yeah. yeah, and I, I feel like literature could be, I mean, the best kind of African feminist literature is obviously written by people who are feminists because I think there's a certain consciousness and deliberateness they put into their work and mm-hmm. in how they show women and, you know, and how they give women characters space. But I also think someone like Buki Imicheta wrote feminist books, even though by she accident. did not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even though she did not think of herself as a feminist, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a thank you for for saying this because as we were getting set up, I was asking, wait, we're supposed to talk about feminist liter- literature. How do we even define it? Mm. Um, because I think uh, I also had the same experience with Leonora Miano, who's a Cameroonian uh, author who writes in French, and I have I've I've come to uh, feminist literature much later. Uh, I I've I've always been an avid reader. 
Uh, but, you know, I, w- I grew up in Cameroon. I was reading basically what was uh, available, dictionaries, <laughs> and a lot of st- stories about white kids and white people. And, and then I moved to France, and it was just all so white and also not feminist. So it's it's been like, for me, reading feminist literature has been an exercise in catching up. Mm. Uh, and so fiction, non-fiction, all of that has been really an exercise in catching up and grounding myself in some kind of theorization of the things I have experienced. So I have started from the experiment and the practice and the movement doing and building. And then I was like, okay, so what is the, the literature that supports it? Mm. And, and yes, I'm wondering then, some, some authors are feminists by accident. Um, and does that make their work less feminist? And I wonder is that when I was thinking about like, what books are we going to talk about today, is the, is I'm calling feminist literature the books that are helping us be feminist, understand the word in, with the feminist lens. And you know, you don't, have, you don't need the label. For me, it's not a club. Like If you do the mm-hmm. work, uh, unless you're being deliberately uh, dismissive of the movement... We don't need you to give. We don't need to give you a card or a label. We embrace your work and we embrace who you are, and that's what the movement does. And I think that's what the literature does as well for African feminist literature. So, yeah, no, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, I also think that African feminism has a history of reclaiming narratives, reclaiming our African feminist ancestors you know, based on their actions, based on their resistance. You know, if we think of all of those African women who resisted colonization, you know, we recognize them today as African feminists, but mm-hmm. th- those may not have been labels they put on themselves. But for, yes, it's really about the actions that they took, yeah. which inspire us. It's really about, you know, challenging unfairness and injustice wherever you see it. Mm. Um, so I feel like, yes, literature, that, that's that can also be categorized as African feminist literature. So you mentioned uh, one author, Amata Aidu. Mm. Are there any other authors at that early stage that you felt their work really expanded your understanding of feminism and or grounded your own definition? Maybe I didn't do enough reading at that time because at that time it was really Amata Aidu and Buki Micheta Staten mm-hmm. who like really sort of stood out for me. But now there are so many more, right? Yeah. Like the book that I just finished... Oh my God, The First Woman by Jennifer Makumbi, the author of of Chintu. Mm -hmm. That's definitely an African feminist book. And what, uh, I mean, Jennifer Makumbi, I don't know how she does it. She writes these really, really, really epic novels, right? Um, And I don't want to give too much away. Um, Yeah, we don't do spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. (laughs) But it's called The First Woman, which already gives you like a hint, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's really just powerful in terms of some of the characters who are there i love books where there's always like an older woman character right who like she's the kind of like older woman who just did her own thing and you know is seen by the rest of the society as a witch because she doesn't conform and she doesn't buy into the norms and yeah there's a lovely character like that in the book there's a spirited young girl that the older woman sort of guides and tries to protect her 
her sense of self, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because of course we know what society does, right? It's like, no, you don't do this. You sit down like this. And, yeah. and this older woman is like, yes, it's okay to be a witch. I'm a witch too, you know, um, but that's a deeply Aren't we feminist all witches, feminist? Oh yeah, all feminists are witches. <laughs> we claim, all witches, we claim the label. Also, a book which is yet to come out, but I was lucky enough to be sent an advanced reader copy. An Unusual Grief by Yewande Omotoso. Oh. Yewande is also a, a personal friend. Um, but for me, she's such an inspiration when it comes to writing. She's an incredible writer. And her previous book, The Woman Next Door, I thought was deeply feminist. And I, at the time, I was just like, oh my God, Yewande has produced her best work. And then I read An Unusual Grief and I'm just like, whoa, how does this woman just keep rising to the next level? That's amazing. Um, but I feel like An Unusual Grief is also a deeply feminist book. Um because of how this older woman who loses her daughter through the process of grieving her daughter gets to know herself and also gets to explore her sexuality, right? Mm. And that's something that I feel like women are really not given space to. But how about you? Are there any books that you think of now as feminist books? Yeah, I mean, for me, the first one that I that really opened a lot, it's, it's a classic, it's Mariama Ba's um, mm. So Long a Letter. Mm-hmm. I think it's how it translates in English. Yes. Um, and uh, What is it in French? I'd love to hear it's, it. It's uh, Une Si Longue Lettre. Mm. And I, I read it, not very early, but when I read it, for me it said, you know, so the, the, the word that I find most um, that appealing to me as a, as a feminist is uh, the work that deconstructs the idea that African women are a stereotype. I like the work that shows the complexities of the inner lives of our individualities because most of the time we are seen as like African women, <laughs> a bag. All of us are in there, you know, like. And so those, those, and I mean, the, a lot of the work I do is actually around like unearthing the complexities and the nuance. And I, for the first time, I, I read uh, a Maria Mabaz book and I realized it's not that those complexities do not exist, it's, bec- it's that they are shrouded in silence. And especially in Senegal, there's this word, it's called munye. It's, it's like uh, uh, your dignity is in your silence. Take, you mm. just, you know, like be quiet, take it in, you know, like deal with it in silence. And I realized like if we... And that for me was like, that is for me is also the feminism to, re- to say, yes, it's the, 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 the system change that we want to see, but also the recognition that we are, and we are in different ways, in complex ways, and that also deserves its light. So for me, that was very, very important. And, and then um, more recently, I read, we're talking fiction now, eh? but um, I read uh, uh, Hemley Boom, uh, who's, a, who's a Cameroonian author. Uh, it's a French I'm doing specifically a lot of French because I know uh, African feminist literature is so dominant uh, dominantly English yes Uh, so uh, Hemley Boom wrote a a piece called a book a novel called Les Maquisards which is about uh, the last days of uh, the anti-colonization party UPC in Cameroon and uh, just before uh, their leader, Umyobe, was captured and, and killed by the French. And he was in hiding and like the last kind of moments of that party. What I love about it is like you open the book, you see the blurb, you're like, okay, it's about this man leader. 
and the female character, the women, older, younger, the complexities out. Like it blows my mind. It, I just can't wait for it to be translated in many languages. It is a masterpiece. Wow. Uh, I really love that piece. And, 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 and I like that it's, it's also showing that in our own history, mm. uh, in, our, in our country's key moments, you know, those women who were there, when they are recognized, which is not very often, it's about what they did, but not what they experienced. And I think that book really did that for me. I really loved it. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It's a great book. You need to learn some French, people. Who told and you then, we don't learn French? We learn French. Okay, just... I'll give you the book. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can talk. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right. Um, one of the questions that uh, we, I think it would be great to also explore is... Uh, um, we talked a lot about like fiction uh, and we talked about some books. Are there authors like who, and you mentioned you one day who's consistently great. Are there any other authors that you'd say like, like this one, you know, whatever she's, she's doing, we need to go back and see. Wow. That's a tough question. Okay. So obviously one of my favorite subjects is sex and sexuality. And somebody who I think has been producing consistent work and books more in the form of like anthologies is Tiffany Mugu. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Tiffany is Kenyan, lives in South Africa. And I think she's, I mean, I love her book, A Quirky Quick Guide to Sex. Um, I learned a lot from it. Um, it was super interesting. I think it's super revolutionary. I bought a copy and sent it to my... 17-year-old godchild with her mother's permission. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I know. Because I feel like it's super important for young people to have, like, access to knowledge about sex that's, like, open-minded and that doesn't presume that they're going to have, like, one type of sexual identity or the other, right? And I think Tiffany has been doing this work consistently and actually publishing, you know, books as well as most people know her for her work in the digital, digital spaces, but mm-hmm. she's also been in the sort of business of hard books for a while. And I know she has a new anthology out, um, which she co-edited with um, another activist from South Africa called Touch. I haven't had the chance to read it, but mm. I will read anything Tiffany does. So, oh, yeah. that's amazing. I follow her online, but, you know, like I haven't ag- access to her book. Yeah, I think mm. the challenge is a lot of it is like within the Southern African right. region, but I tend to just like books on kindle and i know we should all hit amazon and i do but you know unfortunately when you're in this part of the world and sometimes mm-hmm. you're looking yeah, for books you don't have a lot you of don't, you don't really have much of a yeah. choice yeah yeah for me i would say maybe the two names that come to mind are from uh, egypt actually mm. um i think the work of nawal elsa dawi yes is non-fiction fiction it's all brilliant mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. woman at point zero like I had to read it and then read it again and then I couldn't read for like three weeks. Oh wow! <laughs> because it followed me, it challenged me, it grounded me. It was so powerful, um, and I think some of the themes that were uh, political, like sex work, but also literally themes like the themes of the eyes. It, I mean, I just, I just loved it. Um, and I think her, her non-fiction work is also really, really strong. And then there's um, there's uh, Mona El Tahawi also, mm-hmm. whose voice I respect immensely. And I think what I like about her writing is the voice in it. Like 
she's not trying to make her voice fit a genre or even the, an object that is a called book. Like she's like, I'm going to scream at you <laughs> in this book. And you're going to say thank you. <laughs> you're going to highlight the parts when I'm screaming most. And I, I just, I think both of her books that I've read. So one was um, uh, Headscarves and Hymens. Yes, I've, which I've I read, read that and loved as when well. I was moving to North Africa okay. because I was like, okay, where, where am I putting my feet into mm. when I was moving to Morocco? Um, and then, and then uh, the Seven Sins, the Seven Necessary Sins, I think it is yes. for for women and girls, which I think is. Yes, one of those that I will give away mm. as books. Oh, it's my thing too. Uh, I love buying books I like for women I like. <laughs> no, I think it's important. Yeah. Like when you give a book, you're given more than, you're given like a gift of knowledge. You're given yeah. access to a whole new world, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 No, it's really important. I'm glad you mentioned these two Egyptian writers. Um yeah, one whom we have sadly lost and one who is still here with mm-hmm. us today. Mm-hmm. Because and like and I also really appreciated that earlier on you were speaking specifically to French writers or rather writers from Francophone Africa mm-hmm. because, yeah, our continent has obviously been divided by colonization yeah. and that's affected our literature as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I have read very little by Lucifone, um writers. Like, I couldn't tell you an African feminist book, mm-hmm. you know, from mm-hmm. Angola or, you know, any yeah. of those countries, which is a real shame. It's it a is a loss. shame. And the ones that we have access to, very, very few. I'm thinking about, um, I can't remember the name of the author, I'm so sorry. But l- a couple of years ago, or maybe last year, I read La Bastarda, from which, I, which was presented as uh, the first uh, book translated from, uh, in, into English from uh, Equatorial Guinea. Mm. I mean, Equatorial Guinea, like it's a whole country. People even forget it's there just because they don't speak any of those main languages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that book is like, it's a tiny book like this, but Mm -hmm. so powerful. It's about a girl who discovers her sexualities and all the complexities of her in queerness and society and politics. It's a great little book that you read and then you sit down and you're like, wow. Um, What about, let's say nonfiction. We've touched a little bit on that already, but are there any non-fiction books that you think are like absolutely part of any important African feminist literature curriculum? Well, there's an anthology which was edited by Rama Diang on African feminist parenting, and you and I both contributed yeah, to it. Yeah, you know, so I think that's really, really important, mm-hmm. and, and one that ask like people to also check out. Yeah, yeah. And Rama Diang also published in uh, in French just now, just recently, uh, something on uh, African feminisms. It's a series of um, you're in it, and I'm in it. <laughs> Yes, as well. Um, it's called uh, uh, Feminist Africa. It's like African feminism's uh, uh, a decolonial history. Ah, yes. And it's a really, really powerful little book as well. Yeah. Um, that I think is a, a, a very recent. Um, I think about um, Awatiam's. How does it translate into French? In English, in French, it's uh, "La Parole aux Négresses." I know. I think it's "Black Sisters Speak Out," something like that. Okay, I don't it's know. It's an it. old book; you can't find it mm. <laughs> anywhere. Mm. Um, but I think it's like a book that maybe thirty something years ago, we're giving like that voice. 
especially especially again from the non English speaking mm-hmm. uh, feminists mm-hmm. and it is such a strong foundational book i think for 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 some of us who come from that region mm. um it's definitely but it, it, somehow it, it's not edited you can you can you can hardly find it wow. it's a very i think it's a, one of the most important piece of work that have come from uh, french speaking um african countries Oh, that's really good to years. Know. Yeah. There's also the Queer African Reader, which was edited by Dr. S. Enyak. Um, and then there's also, obviously, African Sexualities Reader by Dr. Sylvia Tamale. Then there was a reader that was done by Hakim um, Abbas and mm-hmm. Sukari Ikin. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's one of my observations about like a lot of African feminist literature. A lot of them have been produced in the form of anthologies. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I was thinking when we were looking at this and we were talking about how to f- frame this conversation, we had fiction and non-fiction. And I'm thinking there's a lot of offerings in African feminist uh, literature that is none of that. There's poetry, uh, there's uh, graphic uh, novels, right. uh, blogs, Yes, you know. Yes, uh, yes, and can we talk about that for a minute as well, and, and see who do we want to acknowledge? There? Absolutely. When it comes to poetry, I want to acknowledge um, poetry Asantua. Actually, that's, I'm trying to think by her books, what names does she go by? Because she's also called Amadiaka. <laughs> so, you know, when you know somebody has one name and you're like, but Poetra is just an incredible all-round artist. Mm. She's a poet. She's a writer. She's an artist. She's a singer. And she's got a book coming out shortly. So I think people should like check that out as well. Mm. Yeah. I, I think poetry-wise, questions for Ada. Mm. And I can't say the name of the author yeah Ijeoma I'm not sure if it's surname but yeah, yeah I know exactly the person you're talking about but and if people google questions yeah, for questions Ada, they'll for find Ada it. is wow yeah it is wow I don't know what else to say <laughs> it is amazing um it is powerful it is free I think that's what I like about it. I think me I grew up not liking poetry I thought it was so because I learned from French poetry Okay, so it's like you need yes. 12 syllabus on each line, all of that. Uh, but the freedom in that poetry is contagious and I love it. Um, and I think blogs, uh, I mean, Mina Salami's blog. Yes, of course, Misafropolitan. Yes. That was foundational for me. Yeah. Uh, so much learning in her, in her work. And actually she now. also has a book out. 